Thank you for tuning in to Conroe United Pentecostal Church today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. If there is ever anything we can do for you, please email admin at conroeupc.org. Amen. We met them. You met him last Sunday, brother, brother Josh Carney. The Holy Ghost met with us last week. He, they have come back to be with us again today. For that, we're truly thankful. I want to invite Brother Carney to the pulpit this morning. He brought his wife. He brought Judah. And I guess there's more kids scattered around. I think there's nine of these kids. They've got one in every class. So we, we welcome them today. Brother Carney, come. Open up your Bible. Open up your heart. Would you welcome Brother Carney this morning? Hallelujah. If we could just close our eyes, lift up our hands for a few moments right here. And just love on the Lord. Love on him. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, and we glorify you, mighty God. We glorify you, mighty God. There is already a sweet presence of the Lord that is moving through this place. Hallelujah, there's already a sweet presence of the Lord that is moving through this place. Let's continue to lift up our voices and love on Him. Hallelujah. I open up my heart, I open up my soul, I open up my mind. Everything that I am unto you, God, everything that I am. Unto you, God, unto you, unto you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we just shout unto the Lord one more time? Shout unto the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 8 through 14. If you have your Bibles, Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 8 through 14. And as you are finding that, I want to thank you for allowing us to be here. I feel the presence of the Lord in a very strong manner. The Lord pushed into my thoughts through everything. When you're a preacher, you begin to process things. And you begin to try to think ahead. And you you try to see where it fits and you try to see where the church is going. And I feel that the Lord is putting into my spirit and that this is a perfect time that we are together. And that the things that the Lord has been working upon me, he told me at the beginning of the year that I'm going to position you in the place, in the places that are going through the same things or that are needing the same things. And so there are very, this last Sunday night, I preach to you from my heart. It was from, it is interwoven in through my spirit. And so I feel things of that nature that are beginning to come and, and are staying within my mind. But this morning, the Lord pressed into my thoughts. And I want to read to you from the book of Jeremiah. Because I feel that the Lord is going to bring somebody out of captivity this morning. And I feel that there are those that are here that you have been dealing with hurt. You've been dealing with torment and God's going to begin to deliver you this morning. 
Jeremiah 29, 8 through 14 says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams, which ye cause to be dreamed. In other words, you can't trust what you're telling yourself. And you can't trust what those that would be sorcerers among you, what they are telling you, but you have to heed and hearken unto my voice, for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, that after seventy years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. And if there's any thoughts that you can count on this morning, it is the thoughts of God. For His ways are not our ways, and our thoughts are not His thoughts. But He knows the end from the beginning. And He said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know what is coming in your future saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. And in verse number 14, it is the most beautiful part of the whole scripture. Because in everything that has gone on before this, and in all the places that we find ourselves traveling off to, and when we cry unto Him, and when we seek Him, and when we fall down on our faces, and when we humble ourselves before Him, verse number 14 says, And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity, And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. The beautiful part of that is this. When you seek him, he will be found of you. He will not keep himself hidden from you. You will not remain in a, in a place and in a position of mourning, seeking after the face of God and finding no help and finding no power and finding no relief. But the scripture says, and he has to, he has to back up this word. The scripture says that he will be found of us. Every heart that is in turmoil this morning, he has a divine responsibility. He has exalted his word above his name. And that means this, that he cannot go back on this word right here. It does not matter how much power he has. It does not matter what his position is, folks. That's why he said it. I have written it and it shall be above my name and my power. 
And if he said it in this word, that if you seek him and he shall be found of you, it is a truth that cannot be erased out of the history books and it cannot be erased out of the future. I want you to lift up your hands right now. And I want you to go before the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. As you give in with all of your heart, as you give in with all of your soul, with all of your mind, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I am processing within my own spirit right now. God, I am questioning and I am reasoning within my heart. Lord, I feel your spirit drawing unto me. I feel your presence moving up on me, God. And I would pray that you would begin to lead me out by the right way. Thank you, sir. That you would lead me out by the right way, God. That you would perform your good work and your good will to me, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray right now that every heart that is in confusion, I want you to lift up your voices right now. Every heart that is in confusion, every heart that is in, that is in disarray, that it would be found to be put back together within the presence of the Lord uh, this morning. Uh, if you need the Holy Ghost, if you need deliverance, if you need freedom, if you need healing, uh, the Master is in the house this morning. Uh, if you seek Him, uh, you shall find healing. Uh, if you seek freedom, uh, you shall find uh, freedom. Can we clap our hands one more time to the Lord this morning? Hallelujah, as you are being seated in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. As we move into this this morning, first of all, I want to thank my wife for being here. She drove in to see me this, this weekend, and my son Judah... And, and my other nine kids are over across the way. And uh, uh, we whittled them down to just an extra two outside of Judah. So that's Kyron and that's Pemberley. And uh, I told you their names last week, but they are here this morning. And I am so thankful that you guys are here. Can you, if you don't mind, can you give my wife and my son here a hand clap? They're going to be turning around and heading back for school in the morning, but they wanted to come and see us. Amen. I want you to, I want you to uh, also give your pastor and brother Trent, Pastor Trent and Pastor Smith a hand clap here today. You'll have to excuse me. I've got the sniffle something horrible right now. And if you could give Pastor Kayla and Sister Smith, Pastor Smith, Sister, you're not Pastor Sister Smith, but if you could give your lovely First Ladies a hand clap this morning as well. Thank you guys so very much. So precious. And we enjoy being here at Conroe United Pentecostal Church. The Lord put this into my mind, and as I move into this, I want to, I want to bring to you a story that happened to me a few years ago, as I was out on a, a hog hunt, if you don't know what that is, that's when you go out at midnight and, and you chase hogs through the woods, and, and we had gotten an invitation to do this, and so we uh, 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 stupidly and ignorantly, I said, when does the hog hunt start? 
They said, well, we're going to plan on getting out there around 11 or 12 o'clock at night. We're going to hunt till about 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, okay. I said, I've never done that before. I'm kind of excited about it. Don't know what to expect, but here we go. So we get out there, and, and, and as everybody's they're getting the, the dogs going, and, and uh, uh, we're getting our shoes on and our boots on, and, and they say, we're going to let the dogs get out there, and once they start baying up or barking at a hog, uh, then we'll run out and we'll chase after them. And I said, great. So we got our flashlights in our hands, and, and here we go off, and I'm partnered with another guy, and, and he begins to, he says, well, I don't have my boots on yet. If you could wait until I get my boots on. They said, Carney, you wait here with Johnson and for him to get his boots on, but we're not waiting. We're running on. We had one flashlight between the two of us. And we took off, and they took off, and left me and Johnson sitting there by ourselves uh, while he was pulling on his lacrosse knee-high waders. And if you don't know what lacrosse knee-high waders are, they are the most difficult boot to get on your foot. It takes about two or three people to put them on and about six or seven people to pull them off. Uh, They are very difficult. So he's struggling to get his boots on. uh, And I'm saying, come on, Johnson. I can't even hear him anymore. I can't even see him. I said, you got to get yourself together. He said, hold on. He said, I know these woods uh, like the back of my hand. He said, it's all right. Just let them go on. So we let him go on. and, and, And he finally gets his boots on. And we start going out. I said, I said, well, where do we go? He said, well, uh, let's, let's wait and see if we can hear something. We wait to see if we can hear something. We cannot hear any dogs barking. No crashing of branches, nothing uh, in there. He said, well, they went in this direction. Let's go in that direction. So we start heading in the direction that they went. Uh, and as we are going in the direction that they went, the flashlight that I am holding uh, begins to dim. Now, I am not Mr. Survival Man. I think I could get by in a pinch, but I, got, I, I don't like the dark either. And as that flashlight began to slowly dim and begin to go out, I said, uh, 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 what are we going to do? He said, uh, well, he said, hit it. And so I went to hitting it like my life depended on it. I hit it, and it came back on for a few moments, and then it went back. It started dimming back down. And here we are in the middle of the woods. He says he knows them like the back of my hands. I've got questions about that statement. I don't know exactly where we're, all, where we're at right now. And so uh, that light starts dimming. I said, maybe we should head back to the truck. Whoop, it goes right out. I said, Bubba, I don't want to be banging into branches all night long. Uh, and I said, and we can't see any lights out in the distance. Uh, I said, I think we just need to find our way back to the truck. He said, you know what, I agree. We, we don't need to get hurt out here. He says, so let's go back to the truck. And so we started going back to the truck and uh, uh, only being at this point in time about 50 yards away from it. Uh, uh, we had hunted in the woods for the last three years uh, And so uh, being only 50 yards away from the truck, we turned and started heading back uh, to the truck only to find out that the truck was not in the place that we left it. The truck had moved. Or we were in the wrong spot, one of the two. Where we thought the truck was, the truck was no longer there. And I looked at him and I said, where's the truck? He said, we're in the wrong spot. 
I said, you need to get me back to the truck. I said, there's wolves out here, bro. Do you know that we don't have a gun? We don't have a, a knife? I said, I'm scared to death right now. I said, what happens if a coyote comes up on us uh, and thinks that we're his next meal? I said, bro, you got me messed up. I said, get me back to the truck. We go around and around and around in circles, uh, trying to find uh, the truck for the next two and a half hours. Uh, we tried to find that truck uh, going in and out. The, the exasperation uh, was the worst part. Uh, we stumbled. Uh, we pushed. Uh, we turned around. Uh, we pressed forward. Uh, well, we were lost as we could be uh, the whole time. Uh, we were no more than 50 yards uh, from the truck. Uh, it's at that point that you realize uh, that it does not matter if you are five, uh, 50 yards from home or 500 yards from home it all feels the same folks it doesn't matter how far you are away from the presence of God you can be 5 feet away from the presence of God or 5 miles away from the presence of God it all feels exactly the same you feel like you like you want to quit you feel like you want a way out you feel uh, like you just want to give up. But if there's something within you that says, I am tired of living in the manner of which I've been living. I, I, I do not want to stay lost and outside in the condition that I am in. Something gets on the inside of you to say, I don't care what I've got to do. I want a way out. I want to leave this place that I am in and I want to find the way out of the situation that I have found myself presently in. I don't want to stay the same. Is there anybody here this morning that would say I'm tired of looking and looking and looking and not finding the freedom that I need. In the name of Jesus, I want you to know right now that the Lord put this into my heart and into my spirit this morning. Understanding this, the only way that you actively seeking for it. The only way that you will find a way out is if you are looking for a way out. The scripture says and promises it to us, I will be found of you. Deuteronomy 4 and 29 says, but if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. There is freedom and liberty that comes from calling out to God, from seeking after God, and from searching after God. Hebrews said that he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek 
him. Without faith, no man can please God. But the man that comes to God, or the woman that comes to God, and begins to seek him, and begins to, begins to move after him, and believe that God is the answer unto my issues, unto that man, and unto that woman. There is a God that will be found of you. The Lord interrupted me this morning. Keep your hands in the air right now. The Lord interrupted me this morning because there's somebody that's been walking around in the middle of a wilderness. You've been spiritually, you've been out, you've been you've been outside. Spiritually, you've been walking around. And you and you you know what it's like to feel the branches slap against your face. You know what it's like to feel as if uh, there is no way out. To feel uh, as if every effort that you make uh, is futile. Every move that you make is of no importance because I've been around this spot before and I've seen it that my greatest, uh, my greatest try has only got me to come back into the same place. I'm going around in circles in the middle of the wilderness, but God has interrupted this morning to say, if you will stop walking around in circles, and trying to find your own way out. But you will lift your hands and you will open up your mouth and begin to seek after me. I will be found of you. In the name of Jesus, I will be found of you. You've been trying to get out of it on your own. And God's saying you're not going to come out of it all by yourself. You're not going to come out of it all by yourself. You're going to have to have me to bring to make the way out. You're going to have to have me to make the way out right now. You're going to have to have me to begin to do the miracle for you. You can't get out on your own. But I am the God that created the heavens and the earth. I am the God that created the wilderness that you are currently in. And if you will call unto me, you will open up your heart unto me. I will open up the way of escape for your soul. I will be the God. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to lift your hands right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want you to just slip your hand in the air right now. I want you to just slip your hand in the air right now. There is a responsibility on our part. There is a responsibility on our side that we have to seek after God. And there is a beauty of the Lord that is in this place this morning. 
as the praise team begin to sing and as they begin to worship, I could feel the love of God surrounding me. Could you feel it, Sister Smith? The love of God begin to encapsulate all around us. Why? Because God's tired of one of His children just walking around in the wilderness. He's saying, I'm going to take you out of that wilderness if you will begin to call upon my name if you will begin to lift your voice and to seek after my face. We're in a place right here. We're in a spot right here. We're in a place right here right now. Raise your hands all over this house. We are in a place right here right now. I will be found of you. I will be found of you. I will be found of you. And I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations. And from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again unto the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. I will be found of you. Is there anybody that is hurting in this house this morning? Is there anybody that feels like you've been walking around in a wilderness outside of the presence of God? I want you to raise your hands and lift up your voice right now. For we have a promise from God unto this church for this morning that if you seek Him, He will be found of you. Somebody come to the piano here for just the next little bit. I will be found of you. I will be found of you. Sometimes seeking can be exhausting and it feels like it's all on you. You know what I mean? Okay, God, but in my weakened state, I've been getting slapped in the face with branches and falling into holes. It's exasperating not knowing where you're going, it's scary. Not knowing where you're at. God, can't you come and just deliver me out of this? No. I want to see a little bit on your part. I want you to start seeking me in the midst of your wilderness. I want to see you start seeking me in the midst of what's going on. And if you'll fall down in your muddy waders out in the middle 
of a mud hole and begin to cry out aloud unto the Lord. He will be found of you. Now, to give illustration, my wife and y'all can play whatever you want to right now. Just help me out right here. My wife didn't always look the way that she looks right now. She doesn't always act the way that she acts right now. But baby, when I talked about falling down in the mud puddle with your waders on, I remember the picture. But it's so beautiful. She's in her clubbing attire coming to see her parents. Recently divorced. Living life crazily in the, in the world and doing the things of the world. But in the Walmart parking lot in Jasper, Texas. Jasper. In a pothole out in the parking lot. That woman that was walking through a wilderness and getting slapped in the face and falling down in holes found a pothole to pray in. And when she knelt down in that pothole, and I've still got the picture, her mom and her dad were around her. Her sister was down on the floor with her alongside of her. And when her knees hit that pothole, The Lord began to fill her with the Holy Ghost all over again. And the wilderness that she was walking through and the pain that she was enduring and the condition of being lost and not feeling any connection to anything began to slip away because somebody began to pray in the midst of their wilderness. You better hear me right now. You can't wait until you're out of it to begin to pray. You've got to find a spot in the midst of the mud and the chiggers and the ticks. You've got to find a place to pray in the midst of the darkness. But I promise you this. From the word of God that is exalted above his name and above his power. That word that cannot be altered. If you find a place to pray in the middle of your darkness and in the middle of your wilderness, there will be a God that shows up and He is light. There will be a God that shows up in the midst of your situation that causes the pain to begin to numb, that causes the darkness to begin to flee. I want you to stand to your feet all across this place and lift your hands to the Lord. Because I feel this morning that there's a lot of us this morning that need to find a pothole to pray in. There's a lot of us, I'm talking about from every demographic. 
I'm talking about from every walk of life. I'm talking about from folks that have been in here for, uh, for, for 20 years and 30 years to ones that this might be your first time ever being in church. But there is a God that is saying, if you'll start seeking me, if you'll lift up your voice in the middle of your darkness, you will not be alone for very much longer. For I will be found of you. I will be the God that shows up on your behalf. I want you to just close your eyes all across this place and lift your hands up to the Lord. I know the thoughts I think to you. Thoughts of peace to give you an expected end. I know what I've purposed towards your life. I know what I have prepared for your future. And if you call upon me and shall go and pray unto me, you will have the ear of the God that created the heavens and the earth. For he says within his word, That I will hearken unto you. I will listen. And I will show up where your prayer is going forth. And I will listen unto you. And I will begin to perform it for your life. I will hearken unto you, saith the Lord. And you shall seek me. And you shall find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. Before I close this, I've got to tell you one more story. Remain standing. I'm almost done. When I was a little kid... We had a little dog named Sammy. And Sammy liked to get out the gate. And if you left the screen door unlatched or unclicked, Sammy would get out the door. He'd take off running. And a few times, our family went into crisis mode because our little French apricot poodle got out the door and we couldn't find him and my mom and dad would go into a, a fervor and they would begin to search everywhere for this ignorant little dog and it didn't matter what I had planned didn't matter what I wanted to do I was the one that was enlisted That when Sammy got loose and took off, I was the one that my mother and father would pull up to a cul-de-sac. And I'd have to hop out of the back of that old 79 Cougar 
that backfired when you hit the gas too much. Two-door. So my mom would lean up, and we'd click the seat up and lean it forward, and I'd hop out. And I'd go, and I would hop, and I'd climb up fences and look in the back of yards. And I'd go up and knock on doors. I'd say, Daddy, what if they get mad at me? He said, don't worry about them. He said, you just go up there and knock on that door and ask them if they've seen a little, a, little, a little poodle dog. So here I went, nine and ten years old, knocking on the front doors of houses. One point in time, I remember it. My father, there was a police officer coming down the road on the opposite way, a two-lane street. And my father angled his car in front of the police officer and cut him off. And when the police officer got out of his car with his hand on his gun and said, Sir, what are you doing? My dad leaned his head out the window and said, Officer, I'm sorry to bother you, but have you seen a little French apricot poodle that answers to the name of Sammy running around in the place? The officer said, What? He said, We've lost our dog. And we're trying to find him. Have you seen a little white dog running around here? He said, sir, I have not seen a little white dog running around. And if you ever pull over in front of a police officer like that again, we're going to arrest you and take you to jail. He said, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find my little dog. And here we went. We came across the meadow. And Sammy... We saw him at the edge of the meadow. And I remember it like it was yesterday. My mother, tears began to stream down her face. And my father began to weep over a little ignorant dog. But they started crying and they started weeping. And they said, there he is, go get him. And my mother threw open the door and she'd start patting her leg. Come on, Sammy. Come on, Sammy, come on. Come on, Sammy, come on, come on. Mama's here. Mama's here. Come on, Sammy. And Sammy raised his head up and looked over and started bounding across the meadow, started bounding across the the empty little field there. When he jumped up in my mom's lap, his face had been cut up. He had been fighting with coons and foxes in the forest all night long. He was cut on his body, but he was at home. And the moment that Sammy stepped up and and jumped up into my mother's lap, he found out that when you're lost, you're not the only one that wants you found. Luke 19 and 10 said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. For you to be lost, it implies that you were owned. What woman hath ten pieces of silver when she loses one piece does not light a candle and sweep uh, and seek diligently until she find it? Why is the Lord continuing to make me do this right now? Because somebody here, you don't feel like you're valuable anymore. And the Lord is saying if you're lost, uh, that means that you were, that you were owned. Uh, and I don't want one piece uh, of my possession. Uh, I don't want one child or one daughter to ever be lost and undone. For I, as their father, am seeking diligently until I find them. Every hand raised right now and every eye closed. 
If you will start seeking God right now, you will find out that you are not the only one that's been looking. I want you to lift up your hands all over this place. I want you to sing some of those songs right now. If you need freedom this morning, if you need deliverance this morning, why don't you start seeking God this morning? I want you to just step out of your seat right now. Wherever you're at, if you need freedom and you need liberty, if you've been dealing with the wilderness, if you've been dealing with the wilderness, I want you to step out of your seat right now. Come on, that's it. If you can, I want you to grab the hand of somebody next to you right now. And I want you to out. I want you to ask them if they will step out of their seats and just make their way on up here to this front. I want you to invite every person right now to the front of this church. Just step out where you're at. In the name of Jesus, that's it. My God, that is who you are. I want every person in this place. I want you to step out of your seat. I want every individual to come and stand in this altar this morning. Wherever you're at, every individual, I want you to be in this altar right now. In the name of Jesus. For you shall find what you have been looking for. You shall find what your heart has been desirous of. I want you to lift up your voice, lift up your hands all across this place. And as you begin to pray, as you begin to weep, as you begin to seek Him, know this, the moment your voice is lifted up, there is a God that is hearkening, that is coming, that is listening unto your prayer. Lift up your voice in confidence. Lift up your heart in confidence. Yeah.